it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. told you I don't know what day it is and then you said Monday and I was like whoa really I didn't think it was Monday and then realized that we release these on Monday yeah record these on a different day so I still don't know what day it is (laughs) we record Thursday mornings Meg we used to record Wednesdays now it's Thursdays okay sounds good yep (laughs) also my nose won't stop running so if you Um, are have like ear sensitivity sorry (laughs) (laughs) your ADHD where the sniffling is just going to be too much for them and they'll have to turn it off (laughs) I'm very sorry but this is the point where I wake up and and it's just my whole throat back of my throat has drained and Mm. it's just you gotta hack it up and then it just runs all day (laughs) I don't know I'm like maybe there's mold in these walls of this Airbnb because this did not have been breathing since you got there. No, I have not. Like it's been very weird. So I'm like, Mm. I don't know, maybe it's something with the dust situation or something. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, dude. Well, today we're talking about all the advice hotline callers and it's so good. We have so many. Um, We're going to really focus on like mostly boys today. And then we're going to do a whole nother podcast about like work and entrepreneurial stuff. Cause there was a lot of calls mm. in for like passive income and stuff like that. So yes. we're just going to do Megan and I love talking about that. And I'm surprised we haven't done an episode just yeah. focusing on that. <laughs> Are we dumb? <laughs> we're, we're like yeah. 79 episodes in or something like that. And we're like, Oh, that'd be a good idea guys. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> here we are. And yeah. Anyways, typical heck yes, heck no, Megan, what's going on? Heck yes. Um, Heck yes is to two listeners of ours who became friends through our podcast and their states away. What is it? One is in Michigan and one is, I don't know, one's in Michigan and one is somewhere else. They're not in the same state. They're not in the same vicinity. They met through our podcast, likely through our Facebook group. They talk every day and they were in each other's wedding. So I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. She was shopping my closet sale and she was like, well, I'm messaging you. I thought I would just let you know. And then she sent me a photo of them on one of their wedding days. And they're sitting next to each other, like in wedding party, like one's a bridesmaid, one's a bride. And they met through the podcast. And I was like, that is so freaking cool. Cause we've been around for what, like a year and a half. Two years. This podcast is young. Well, no, it was, it will be two years in May. Oh my gosh. You're right. Yeah. Because the we pandemic did it when I was pregnant with Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I still feel like it's young. Yeah. And same. I still feel like it's really cool that people hit it off and connect that quickly and that deeply. Like to be in each other's weddings. That's so freaking cool. And people that have been there from the start, like you didn't even have a kid yet. Like I yeah. was living, I just were you I, dating? I was still living in LA technically. Oh my gosh, you were. Wow. Yeah. And wow, this isn't as young as I thought it was. Yeah, I was still <laughs> living happened? in LA. 
And then I didn't even know Patrick existed and I was in a complete separate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, like I've had like five jobs since we started this. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had like five babies. So hey. <laughs> I wish I, w- I wish obviously everything worked out for it did, but I wish I had more time on this pod of when I was in the dating scene Mm. because that was always such a fun time in my life. And I only had like, I don't know, maybe two months on this pod where I was like in the dating scene. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same about wishing I had time on this pod during college because there would be so many funny stories. I feel like. Mm Mm-hmm. Like yeah. my life was so much more spontaneous then. <laughs> but I don't even I had not met you until the very last year of college, I think. Yeah, when you got engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Literally so. the week after you got engaged. Yeah. I remember. So Megan and I first met, we were at a seat conference and I saw her across the room and we like ran up to each other. I was like, let me see your ring. (laughs) (laughs) We've been following each other on Instagram and kind of messaging some back and forth too. So it wasn't just like (laughs) super, super We're fangirling or whatever. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was kind of fangirling over you. I was (laughs) ready. And we got drinks and the drinks were terrible. And like, oh yeah, the drinks were trash. (laughs) Yeah. It was a time. It was really fun though. And then um, I invited her to my wedding and the rest is history. So here we are guys, birth <laughs> of the podcast <laughs> and what the dick heck was born. So. And y'all are going to each other's weddings now. So it's just full circle. It's really full circle. Okay. So my heck yes is, sorry, my nose has some crusties on it. I'm like, Oh, those are the worst. I know. Kind of, and you don't like, ever know if it's dry skin or if it's booger. Uh-huh. It's like right in the center skin, mm. you know? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Also, I've been living a whole week that it feels like I'm going to sneeze every two seconds. Like all the time, it feels like I'm going to sneeze. Dude, it, it's so weird. I don't know. I shouldn't. I'm going to say it on the podcast. Are you pregnant? <laughs> Congestion's <laughs> a thing. <laughs> Everyone keeps asking that. I'm like, I haven't even had, not to be like TMI, but like my cycles are very long and I haven't okay. even had an ovulation point since we got married like okay immediately after we got married the day after I got my period oh which God was looking out because I did not want that during my wedding dress (laughs) that's true that's true you had a very yeah it is so it like the day after and I my cycles are typically like over 40 days so oh wow okay so then yeah there's like no actual way but yeah. I had to ask because you, I mean, maybe there's mold in the walls, but congestion is like, a real and thing. I just keep throwing up. Like the smells <laughs> are different. Everything's tasting like soap. Everything and tastes iron. like soap. Not really. It's really weird. <laughs> Not really sure why. So if you guys didn't know, like we probably already told this story, but Megan was probably last did. time, when was I at your house? Uh, uh, Carrie's birthday. So like end of July, which is crazy. It's been that long. Yeah. And She's like, oh, I just, we just went and got takeout and she got like yeah. some mixed fruit. And she's like, okay, do you want to, I think you were like, do you want to try this fruit? Like everything tastes so weird and soapy. Yeah. And I'm like, Megan, like, you're <laughs> totally pregnant. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, she's like, I thought it was just if you taste like iron. I'm like, 
it's also soap. So, <laughs> which like, how does Cece know this? And I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I know it. I don't, I don't know, but I Googled it. And sure enough, it was like, some women taste a soapy detergent. I'm like, that is so strange. And sure enough, literally that night we took a test and I was pregnant and we found <laughs> out we were pregnant with the baby girl I'm pregnant with now. And I was like, well, okay. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it was so like not even on my radar because we would, we had just moved. We were traveling. I wasn't charting anything. And I was, we got sick at one point. We always get sick when we move because there's so much going on. Yeah. And this is like identical to when we got pregnant with Carrie too, like sick, moving, all the things were happening. And then boom, pregnant with Carrie. And it was like, wow, my immune system does not slow down. Or like my fertility does not slow down when my immune system does. Nope. Keeps chugging. Keeps going along. So, yeah. Okay. What's your honestly, head, yes. you would have oh. kept, you would have had so much crush slush that night. Oh, I know. Kind of ruined, <laughs> kind of ruined the uh, rest of the trip for me because then everyone knew I was pregnant and I could no longer have alcohol, which I had had like the night before at dinner with everyone, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my head, yes. So I wanted to get a pedicure. It's been a few weeks because, well, since the wedding, because at the mm. wedding, we all got pedicures and they all rubbed off. They're so awful. it was terrible. So anyways, I wanted to get a pedicure and I was like trying to find just like some place that didn't look sketchy. Like there's a lot of sketchy mm-hmm. areas in Virginia beach. And oh, I was I just like looking up, like on Yelp, like just trying to find some place that at least had three and a half stars and <sighs> didn't look like you were going to get an infection. And okay. so I finally found a place and I like pull up and I'm like, and I went at like 6 PM last night. So it's dark out. And okay. I'm like, okay, there's like a vape shop, an alcohol store, like another smoke shop. And then there's the nail salon. And then there's a dance studio. And I'm like, okay, okay. so there's like children in that dance studio. And like, this, this is fine. There's children here. And I walk in, I'm the only one in this nail salon. And so I like, can I get a pedicure, no chip, you know? And so I sit down in the chair and you know how typically they use like the plastic around, like mm-hmm. they didn't have any plastic around like the tub where you put your feet in. I was like, okay, I just like put my foot in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I know this is supposed to be heck yes, but it, I get to it. And so like, let me just set the scene of like more of what the salon looked like. It's kind of just like a very narrow strip. The, the chairs are all like velvet pink and then the 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 pedicure chairs are blue and the the massager is like old school massager like it doesn't have like most of the functions a typical back massager would have in those chairs it's just an on and off button and that's it yeah kind of roller and then then when you click off it's just like stuff in your back oh yeah 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 it never disappears it It never like like, retracts you know just it's like right there okay and um, you can't like bring it up or down on your back. It's just wherever it goes, it goes anyways. And like in, in most nail salons, there's just like random printed out white papers with like words on them taped to every part of the wall. Like okay. only use two paper towels. And like, you know, there's just random signs taped everywhere in nail salons. And then there's like that random, like I'm going to do, you know, crown molding, but really it's like hanging off the top of the ceiling. And I see like the yellow plaster and like, yeah. mm-hmm. there's just like glitter thrown on the walls. Like they must've painted it and thought like, I'm just going to 
slap some glitter on this wall and like, <laughs> see what sticks. And of course, like in every nail salon, there's a boxed wine sitting in the corner because yeah. who knows who's drinking it, who's like, I'm just, it's always very confusing. And like maybe some random cookies, like with, I don't know, it's so weird. And I'm like, okay, like he, like the guy's like actually doing a pretty good job on this pedicure. And it's like, ended up being the best pedicure I've had in a very long time. Like he was so attention to detail and like, it was really great, but let me just explain what was happening through this pedicure. So like, there's another guy and another woman, there's no other clients. It's just me. And so the guy doing my pedicure is like, Oh, you want a TV show? And I'm like, have headphones in listening to a podcast. Right. And so he's like, what do you want? And I can like hardly understand him, hardly hear him. And he's like on Amazon prime. He's like mission impossible. I'm like, sure. Never heard of that in my life. Like, right. You know, I don't watch movies. And so he like turns it up so loud and the other guy next to me is singing the theme song. And I know he just got back from a smoke break because he is reeking of a cigarette. <laughs> and so there's this guy singing Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is playing. He's doing my pedicure. And it's just very like, it's just was very odd because it was like just the movie playing and like, right. And these, and, like, <laughs> it was like, like if most, anyone walked by right now they'd be like what is happening yeah it was like super weird it felt like I don't know it kind of felt like I was like in a church basement like watching VeggieTales on like an old like like an old VRS is it VRS VC, VCS VCS yeah oh my gosh Why is it yeah VCS VRS Oh, well, wait, I grew up with these. <laughs> I know my dad had VRS. VRS. Um, well, you guys uh, know what I'm talking about. The tapes. Yeah. Like it v- VHS. Like the, VH. Oh my gosh. Wow, 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 wow. That just dated us. Okay. Yes. Um, Embarrassing. Anyways, no, it actually made us younger. That's right. That. Because we didn't know, but we should have. Yes. We should have. So yeah, it was just like really like interesting. It was like the weirdest vibe of my entire life, but it ended up being a great pedicure and nice. Would you go back? They told me to come back. Would you go back? (laughs) I think I'm going to try to find a, a, like a less bougier one. Like, yes, that. Okay. (laughs) So a less, yes, a less papers taped to the wall next to the glitter. (laughs) It was like, it was just the most odd situation I've been in a long time. (laughs) Were you like kind of like planning your escape if you had to while simultaneously enjoying yourself? So not leaving, like, you know what I mean? Like you're in such a weird situation. I I didn't feel unsafe. Okay. I didn't feel unsafe. And I didn't feel that too uncomfortable. It was like, why am I enjoying this? I should be like, (laughs) I was like, nothing about this place is attractive and nothing about this situation on paper looks good, but (laughs) on paper. Oh my gosh. So what's your heck no? (laughs) Um, My heck no is that my daughter will call out for my best friends when she's in trouble. So so this morning, right before hopping on Zoom with Cece, she's playing with my Canon Rebel, my old camera. I got when I was 14. So this this thing's like 10 years old. I'm like, whatever. And I'm letting her play with it. 
and Avery goes to show her something or to touch it or something. And she goes, no. And so he was like, you do not talk to me like that. And he like disciplines her and everything. And she's crying and she's like, mama, mama. But after saying mama twice and mama not coming, she moves on. She goes, see, 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 see. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and she's done that before with my best friend, Annie too, right after um, your wedding and that whole trip when Annie was out with us, anytime she would get in trouble, like if I told her no to something, I'd say, you need to listen to mama. She'd go, Annie, Annie. I was like, are you kidding me? You're calling for my best friends to save you? Like, if you don't think they would be doing the same thing I'm doing to you right now, like, you you got another thing coming, Missy. You but, need a wake-up call. I know. I was like, as much as they spoil you, we all agree kids need discipline. I would put her in the corner. I know. I know. And she would be, yeah, she'd have a real wake-up call. She'd be like, excuse me, what? I've been calling out to you for the past three years of my life. And this is how you treat me. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Oh my gosh. So my heck no is I feel like I forgot to function in less than, I forgot how to function in less than three weeks of marriage. Like Patrick's gone. And I'm like, wait, so how do I make a cappuccino? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one that really, really knew. <laughs> like there's certain things that I was like, naturally he was more qualified in mm-hmm. and yep I'm like I can't I'm like can't even find where to put the garbage I'm like, you don't know where to put the garbage that's an where's, issue no I was like where's the trash chute he always did it I'm like oh my gosh like where is it you're walking around your complex like trying <laughs> yes. oh my gosh let me let my dog out real quick <laughs> you're okay. trying to find your dumpster yes with three trash bags yeah oh no yeah so um we're back oh, got rid of mo still have dog issues with the pod wow do people know that you got rid of mo i don't know i get messages every now and then about mo um and i've shared about it on my stories before but do i quickly cover what happened i'll just quickly cover it he do was it. annoying he was terrible it was i knew that they would regret getting him and they sent him to a farm the end okay you just made it sound like we sent him to the butcher shop because we couldn't handle his annoyance anymore. <laughs> we literally bought this house because we thought it had a big enough yard to please his anxious heart and it didn't. Um, so we have family friends that live on 20 acres, have a dog Mo's age with Mo's energy level that needed a friend. These people never leave their house. If they do, they take the dogs with them. They don't have kids. They, they have the amount of attention, time, and energy and devotion to a dog with anxiety needs like Mo. And he has more life. than anxiety. Oh, he had so many, so he many had issues, like neurological yeah. in his head. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So and marriage comes first. Sorry. Sorry yep. to anyone that's a dog lover. I was a dog lover my whole life. And your marriage, your vocation, your kids have to come first. So and all right. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then this whole week I've been taking photos oh, of my park so... jobs and, and sending them to Patrick. Jobs. Yes, because oh, I cannot your parking jobs, like with yes. your car. Yes. I was like, you work at a park now? I'm thinking <laughs> you're no. picking up trash. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> my park. <laughs> no, because his turn radius is completely different than my old Suburban's turn radius. And, and I when was the last time you drove your old Suburban? Two weeks, two years, three years. Yeah, it's been a hot so second. Okay. I cannot figure out how to park this thing. And <laughs> anyways, they're just, 
all terrible. And I've just been sending pictures to Patrick like yesterday in the nail salon. I just parked in two spaces. I was like, I'm just leaving it here. This is where I'm So, So now I need to think of that anytime I see someone who I'm like, that Jack just parked in two spots. Like how rude. And in my head, I should probably think, you know what? Her husband's at sea. She doesn't know what she's doing. She just can't. She has never driven a car before. She's trying to figure out where her trash goes. She's having a much harder time. (laughs) But But I'm like, what happened to me? I was so independent. I've lived alone in two different cities. And now I'm like, yep. Anywho. She can't park a car, can't throw the trash away, can't make a cappuccino. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how, I mean, literally the light in my closet has been out for probably a week now. I've told Avery about it. He knows it's just not, I mean, it's not a pressing thing. And so I could totally get on a stool and change it out. But I'm like, nah, I'll just wait. He's, he's more qualified. Yeah. He's more qualified. I don't know why in my head he has a magic touch when like what makes him more qualified to be the light bulb fixer. I don't know, but he just is. And if he's not gone and I don't have to do it, he'll just do it. I'll just also you're pregnant and ideally shouldn't be climbing a ladder, but well, it's just like a little stool. It's not that high, but yeah. Any. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) let's go into boy advice or should we mention our sponsor first? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. We like them a lot. People asked me recently what we use for carry at mass. And I was like, choose life rosaries. She's gotten to the point. So there's like multiple different stages with this choose life rosary. Cause we've had it since she's been like six months. The first was the teething stage because it's made of like these child Gummy. grade silicone beads. Um, and so she would chew that aren't going to pop off and make them choke. Like exactly. Impossible. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, they're so, so well-made. It's literally like any other tea that you would get for a baby, but Catholic, um, and in really cute colors. So she would teeth on it. And now we're at the stage where she'll wear it as a necklace, or she finds so much like joy in, it has a little, um, fastener, like it pops together and then you can unclip it and it pops together. So they can't get it stuck around their necks or whatever reason. Um, and so now she loves when I put it together and then with all of her might, she pulls it apart and then I snap <laughs> it back together. And then with all of her might, she pulls it apart and is like, wow, I'm so strong. It's really fun. Um, and it makes mess a little more manageable with a toddler. So definitely check them out. All the links. And people and won't be like judging you. Like, I can't believe they brought food. And it's like, oh, they have a rosary to distract her. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like- <laughs> well, we bring food too, but the, the it's good leverage. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so they gave us a promo code Rosary10 R O S A R Y one zero. Um, and all the links to their website and their Instagram are in our show notes. So go check them out, go support them. We it's the best gift life. too. Yeah, like, it is. Mm-hmm. I've gotten it for so many moms and like so thoughtful. When, yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Like all right. So there's a toy. few, yeah, the calf. Yeah. Yeah. All right. She said it. <laughs> Um, okay. Just a few things we are going to cover. So someone had asked Megan fave books to read. Megan, yeah. what are yours? <laughs> Why you got to do me like that? <laughs> so, so three years ago when I last read, uh, I was really <laughs> into, 
I literally responded to the girl and was like, oh, what a great question. We'll cover that on the podcast today because I was like, okay, Cece, better have some good books she likes to read because I don't get that. I do, I do. No, okay. So I, a couple books that I really have read and I do recommend to everyone. Obviously it'll depend on what season of life you're in. Um, How to Find Your Soulmate Without Losing Your Soul was really good mm-hmm. for me after a breakup. Um, The book called Holy Sex was really good for Avery and I during engagement. We really liked it. Uh, natural childbirth, the Bradley way is really good for you when you're pregnant. Avery and I recommend it to everybody. Um, and made for this is also a really good book about pregnancy from a Catholic perspective. And then Padre Pio's book is what I'm reading right now. I love it. It's eye-opening. It really makes you go, wow, God still works miracles. God, his book or like what book? No, no, no. He, he never wrote a book. Padre Pio. Let me tell you who it's by real quick. Padre because there's like three different books out for him um oh man of hope by renzo allegra allegri cool and i really like it it's really good i just haven't finished it yet and i've been reading it for roughly six to eight months so (laughs) give or take okay so you need to take it away though because you introduced me to audible and that's helped a ton yeah, I just gave Megan my Audible account. Yes, it's um, great. I still don't read books on it, but eventually it will be. You great. have it; it's there. I so, do. <laughs> I I love reading halfway through a book. Love it. Does it bother me that I don't finish it? Not at all. Like honestly, doesn't bother me at all. And this is probably ticking so many people off listening to this. <laughs> but um, right now, I'm three fourths of the way through Diary of an American Exorcist. Um, I am also almost done with God help me how to grow in prayer by Jim Beckham. It's for young adults. It's like basic, but it's a good reminder. Um, I had just started this week, smart women finish rich, um, by David Bach. Um, and then my books on audible right now that I have been listening to this week are a mother. And, and a lot of these I put in my newsletters that come out every Wednesday, my weekly Ooh. digest. I yeah. typically have like added a new book to my list or something throughout the week. And I add it to my weekly digest. So definitely sign up for those. Um, you can find it in the link in my bio on Instagram, but essentialism I'm reading with my business partners, um, a mother's rule of life. I started maybe two months ago and I'm halfway through by Holly. Um, she's mm. really into like mother stuff right now, which doesn't really apply to me and like scheduling, but I think Megan, you would like listening. Yeah, I need this. that in my life. Um, the which I do, of- I have it in my life on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. You do have it. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yep. The read of God by Carol Houselander. I'm almost done with that one. And that's so good. Um, Healing ADHD by Dr. Amen. Um, he's actually Catholic and it. He, I guess he almost became a priest funny because his name's like Dr. Amen, but he like has a ton of books about like the brain and ADHD wow. stuff. So very cool. that I just finished. And then, um, mostly like Alice. What was and that? Arm- yeah. Was that Alison Armstrong? Was she yeah. the one that you recommended to Avery I love- and I and we love her? <laughs> oh, did you listen to it? Was it the one where she's talking about like it goes back to the primal state of man and yeah. woman and why we are the way we are and like looking for our uh-huh. berries and everything? Yeah. Wasn't it so good? <laughs> it's fascinating. Okay. So yeah, um, Alison Armstrong, most of her books are super good. Her more recent stuff I wouldn't recommend, 
because she like kind of went off track and like only talks about like sex and stuff now, which is super off brand for her. But her older stuff in the early 2000s, I like love it, Patrick, and I love her work. Um, And then Redeeming Love, Francine Rivers, that's a book that I finished like I don't know, a year ago, but the movie just came out and we're going to see the movie this weekend. Oh, you really? I've heard Uh so many good things about both the book and the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to figure out what that is or I'm going to get FOMO. I, I listened to the whole book, but the last hour. Okay. (laughs) So So the movie is going to really fill that in for you. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll just watch the movie. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like it doesn't bother me at all. It's funny. But yeah. yeah, so there's a lot there, but, um, I don't know. I like always having something to listen to. Um, and, and Patrick encourages me to read a lot because he is a really big reader and he loves novels and loves English literature and also just like more practical stuff. And like, he loves reading. Um, what is he over there? What's his name? Hold on real fast. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wait, how, rules of really? Life. 12 yeah. rules of life. Wait, rules, I was literally, I just looked that up to make sure that was the name of it. Cause Avery's been trying to get me to read that for the past like month. It's new. Avery's it's new. With it. He just grabbed it. Yeah. He just got it from Barnes and Noble. So That's a good one. Yeah. There's a lot. He's also reading, um, right now, Lord of the flies. He like mm. reads a lot of like old English and then, you know, something um, new, something old. Yeah, something new, something old. So, um, oh, also his favorite author is Oscar Wilde. So okay. we're going to see one of his plays, I believe, in two weeks. So yeah, just like Aww. different stuff like that. So he really encourages me because he loves to sit down and read. And so if he's sitting down and read, I also want to sit down and read. Um, so that's how that works. Yep, it is. <laughs> um, okay, so to the voicemails. There are a few that I didn't want to play, but I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. Okay. One, she, it wasn't really advo- advice, but I want to know what happened. Pretty much this girl, she was, she met a guy in Catholic match and he's, he asked her on a date and they were going to meet at an Irish bar, literally a bar at old town. That's funny. That oh my gosh. Yeah. And so she goes and waits 30 minutes. The guy never shows. So she calls her friend and is like, what should I do? Da, da, da. Like, can I just pick you up food? And I'll just like get takeout and I'll go come back to you and we'll hang out. And so she does, she like orders takeout as she's like sitting there. And this guy, I, I think she said from the bar comes over and asks if she's single and starts chatting her up and he's like a little tipsy. And so they start talking and he pays for her meal and all her friends food and they keep talking. And when she left, they kept texting. And then I never knew what happened. So That's her it. original date didn't show up, but some tipsy guy from the bar came over and paid and like gave her a fun conversation. He was like, I just got out of the Navy. Like I'm from, I think she said he's from San Antonio, but he just got a job here. And yeah, he's going to be in town for a while. And I'm like, okay, but I want to know. (laughs) So call us back and let us know what happened. (laughs) That's actually really funny. That just reminded me, I meant to send you a screenshot yesterday. I got a text from a random number that said, Hey, Megan, did you go to Troy? And are you single? And I was like, yesterday. Yes. Yesterday, I got a text from a number I don't have saved in my phone asking if I went to Troy University, which I did, and if I'm single. And I replied with all caps, ha ha, who is this? 
<laughs> I never got a response. You should send them a photo of your family. <laughs> I just don't understand. And like, if you're going to ask if I went to Troy, which is a pretty personal thing to know about me and simultaneously ask if I'm single has knows nothing about you. Right. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, please call us back. saw your photo on the wall or something at Troy. Uh, Maybe it's totally possible. I am on like in photo collages and montage wall art things in certain places on campus, but I just, I don't even know. (laughs) It's so random. How do you have my number? (laughs) Black. (laughs) So yeah. Okay. Another one that I wanted to talk about is... (laughs) This was just funny. Um, One guy, or I guess like this girl was on a retreat over the past weekend and she met this guy and she thought they were friends because she's had a boyfriend for three years and now her boyfriend's her fiance now. And so they were at this retreat and after the retreat, I guess he like texted her saying like, hey, I have a thing. Like, what, what did he say? He was like, can we grab lunch? I have a thing for you. And she was like, oh, like I'm too busy for lunch, but she's like thinking in her head like okay he has something to give me like he has a thing to give oh, me no. and no, so no. she's like yeah like we can meet up and so they like met up or whatever and turns out he has like a like he likes her like has a right. thing for her huh? <laughs> completely misread the situation and I was like pro tip like you have to always mention the boyfriend to a new guy friend like it doesn't matter if you think you're just friends he has no idea and he doesn't think you're just friends because you're giving him attention and you're both new to each other and so in the least awkward way you have to be like yeah what are you doing next weekend he says be like yeah next weekend I'll probably see my boyfriend and you know you always sneak it in always that's genius that's genius so So I should probably message this person back and just be like hey just so you know I have a husband two kids a house a dog like I'm not single (laughs) he's just very far from it sir yeah (laughs) that's so funny though I I've never even thought like when I hear I have a thing for you I just always think like oh they like you I've never thought the practical side of it of like which I guess if you're in an actual relationship and someone says that then I guess naturally you would think he has something for right. you. Right. I'm like, what? So <laughs> anyways, so unfortunate. yeah, that was a very unfortunate. Um, okay. So we're going to jump into these voicemails as soon as I find where my cell phone is. Okay. So a few months ago, I joined a small group um, for young adults at my church. I'm 24. I actually just turned 25, but I was 24 when I joined. And um. I was, it was for 18 through 30 year olds. Well, it ends up, it's all, I show up and I'm like the oldest one there. It's all college kids, which is fine. The um, leader of the group was like really kind. Like a lot of them knew each other. They go to college together uh, and he was just like very inclusive. Um, long story short, um, we're kind of talking. We've gone on a few dates. He's 21. I didn't know that till like after a couple dates, which is fine, but it really like gets me that like I'm 25 and he's 21 <laughs> and he's like obviously on fire for the Lord, which I love. And like, I've never like dated anyone. And then here all of a sudden comes this guy. He's like super into me. Um, he's like wanting to take me out on all these dates. He treats me well, but I just like, I don't find peace with it. Like he, we like 
talks about like where we're at. He's like, I don't want to see anyone else but you. Like, I really like you. I like, you know, like want to be your boyfriend kind of thing. And I was just like, well, like being honest, like I wish I could say the same thing, but I'm just like not sure. Like not because of you. I just like don't know what to feel. And like, I'm just, I don't know that I'm ready. Um, to like determine what I'm feeling and I need more time and he was super understanding um but then he goes and I was like it freaks me out how much you like me <laughs> and then he's like after that conversation he said I love you to you after a few dates so I'm freaking out <laughs> um but we agreed on a couple more dates to determine things and now like whenever we get together with our small group like I just feel like awkward because he's like very intentional with me like all about me and like you know there's another group of kids there too you know it's not just me um and I like don't want to cut things off because I'm not very good at being confrontational but I just like don't like I'm not finding peace with this even though I do like him um I'm not super attracted to him but like I love his heart like love his intentions I don't love him at all no I don't even know him um enough to say that but I'm, like, afraid of cutting things off, I think, because I'm afraid of, like, letting something that could potentially be good, like, go. And, like, I just don't come across, like, really good Catholic guys in my day-to-day. Okay. I have so many thoughts, Megan. I know you do. And I also have probably similar thoughts, but also a little bit of understanding because Avery liked me a lot really fast and I it freaked me out. So when she said that aspect of the story, I was like, okay, putting myself in your shoes, understanding that. And I also wasn't physically attracted to him at first. Like I literally told my friends he could be my brother. Now I have kids with him. But obviously how long something did it changed. Take? How long? Uh, um, not even a month. Okay. Yeah. And if you were going on well, more than two dates with him. And here's the changed. thing too. Yeah. Because it was weird. I had like this division where I was freaking out because he liked me a lot really fast and I wasn't looking for anyone at the time. But then I went, when I left, I like ended up in a Walmart buying a notebook to keep track of all of our conversations, funny things we said and all of this stuff. And so it was like somewhere inside of me was like, no, I really like this guy. I want to remember everything about this guy. I like not obsessed because obsessed is bad, but like I'm, I'm into this guy in some way, shape or form, but simultaneously freaking out because no one's pursued me or liked me this hard, this quick. But also like another layer to it is your last boyfriend cheated on you before Avery. True. So, true. Trust issues existed mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. That's fair. But your Let's yeah, your perspective you makes say. sense. Um, <laughs> I apologize if I eat more fluff ahead of time because I'm not really like a fluff kind of girl when it comes You're not. to this stuff. I'm just gonna be. Really, it's a good thing though. Very raw. Nothing personal because I don't actually know you. But hopefully, you keep listening after you hear what I have to say. <laughs> I will say this real quick before you say anything, because you said you don't have fluff. The reason I continue to have a really good relationship with people, a really high drive towards work and how to handle situations and a really good marriage with Avery, my best friend is because Cece doesn't have fluff. So, (laughs) so you're giving me a lot of credit when in reality, I just say stuff that points back to God and God is doing it. Right. But I don't need you to say it with fluff. Like I need you to tell me how it is because I can't get girls get so mixed up in the fluff. 
Yeah. So I hope you guys hear this in like the honesty and truth and that like, I care. Love. Yeah. Like yeah. love that it is without fluff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go fluff. Um, <laughs> Number one, humility. You need humility. If the issue is that he's younger, okay, then that's an issue, but you need to tell Mm -hmm. him the truth. Don't say like, oh yeah, well, I just like need more time or like, yeah, I'm just like not feeling it. No, tell him that it's Mm -hmm. the age gap. Everything you said in this voicemail, you should be able to say to his face because that's what truth is. And if he loves you, he deserves truth and he deserves your honesty. And clearly you've had, you know, at least a few dates, he should know the truth by now. You, you don't have to keep being fluffy. If he loves you, he actually deserves to know what's on your heart right? and not you lying to his face. Yep. Second, if you're not attracted to him, but you like his heart, no, nothing's going to happen. If you're not attracted sure. to him, it's never going to work. Marilis, who used to be a sister for seven years told me, I think she said that one of her sister friends, like as a, like religious sister told her, if you don't want to jump his bones, he's not the man for you. You're supposed to procreate with this man and you're you're not attracted to him. I'm Mm -hmm. confused. Why do Catholic girls do this? He has a good heart. Like he's just like really nice. And no one's ever treated me like this. Yeah. Well, you have to literally have sex with him for the rest of your life. (laughs) Well, I'm just actually, I shouldn't be laughing because you saying that perfectly mirrors why there's so many sexual intimacy issues amongst Christian faithful Catholic couples in marriage because their standard or their buy-in was that his heart was good and they like left this aspect out yeah but it needs to coincide with wanting to jump his phone yes there's physical (laughs) intimacy emotional intimacy and spiritual intimacy if you're only hitting two of those it's an issue right it's an issue if yep. physical intimacy is made for you to unite to each other. Yep. And, and that's a you, good thing. It's a good thing. And if you're not attracted to him, I'm just so confused. Like that should literally be like, that's, that's like, yeah, red flag, like not his problem, but your problem. And that's not even a problem. It's just a fact. You don't like him. You're not attracted mm-hmm. to him. You don't think he's cute. You don't want to show him off. You don't want to be seen public with him because he's so much younger. And, right. and you know, a big part probably is, is that he's 21 and you're 25. So you don't find him attractive. And I will say some men are just a lot more mature, but most 21 year olds still have the brain of a 19 year old. So it's just a little right. different. And, right. you know, now no shade against him. Like he seems like mature has his head on straight. He has a job like that's great. But you have to think like, okay, you want him to take his shirt shirt off, right? You want him to take <laughs> literally, literally the minute I realized the switch in my brain, anytime we went to the beach or a pool or anything, I was like, he is the hottest man alive. He is the hottest man alive. Like uh-huh. you, if you don't have that feeling towards whoever you're dating or like trying to date, no, it's not going to happen. Sorry. It's not, it's not. <laughs> and, and what I will say, like part of it could be the age where you're just unattracted mm-hmm. to that. And that's yeah. fine. That's a fact. Right. Guess what? That's not changing. You're always going to be four years older than him. Right. Always, no matter what, whether you're 80 and he's 76, you're still right. four years older. So that's right. not changing no matter what. And so either you reconcile with that or you move on because yeah. it seems like, like you said, he loves you. You mm-hmm. are not treating him like he deserves. It doesn't matter if you love him. It matters that he loves you. And so you need to treat his heart as if he loves you. Yeah. Because, you know, the whole thing that you said at the end, like you don't want to cut things off because I'm not confrontational. Well, it's not about you. That's selfish. It's not about you. Not everything's about you. You're breaking his heart and wasting his time. 
Is that about it's you? True. It's true. It's true. It's true. I'm just, I'm laughing because, it, well, I guess 25 year old me hasn't happened yet, but like, I'm thinking of old Meg would have said something similar. Like, I'm just so bad at confrontation. I don't want to hurt his heart. But the reality is you're hurting his heart more now being untruthful to him and like dragging him along than you would be if you just respected his time and his heart. Right. And told him the truth. Yeah. And there's even more layers here that I'm going to dig into because I've noticed. Here we go. <laughs> um, you said that you, you know, like he's good, like he's good. I've never met a man that like actually is intentional with me. Like, yeah, he's good, but you deserve great. And he also deserves some woman that thinks he's great. Right. He doesn't deserve a woman that has to convince herself she likes you or that yeah. you like him right? He deserves a woman that knows for a fact that she's into him. That's what he deserves. And also you deserve a man that you know, for sure you like, Mm -hmm. like you don't have to come up with reasons why No, you should not have to convince yourself and you are settling and holding on because you think there's nothing better. And that's just lack of trusting God, because you think that God is not going to deliver something that's great. Like, that's what you think. That's true. And that's false. That's not like, that's not who our God is. And like the fact that you're holding on to something that's just good, that is settling. And like no one and and that sucks to hear, and like no one wants to be told that, but that's what you're doing. And also just some like telltale signs for any other women that are in this situation where they're like, I'm not sure if I like him. Like, okay. Do you get, do you get giddy when he texts you? Mm -hmm. Do you run to your phone and look at it and then smile at it? Mm -hmm. Do you get so excited when he asks you on another date or do you feel obligated to go? Right. Like, do, uh, are you cringed out by stuff he does? It's not his fault. It's like, once you go cringe, you can never go back. If something he does cringes <laughs> you, you can never go back. It's not, I've never seen a woman that could go back after something that he has done that cringed her. And yep. it literally couldn't even be anything. It could be the way that he walks, mm-hmm. not his problem. And it could cringe you out. And that's just it. That's what it is. Yeah. So no, you should tell him immediately because this poor man loves you. And you are, you are convincing yourself that you're like 5% interested in him. <laughs> that's true yeah and you are embarrassed in a public setting like you kind of said like he's giving me so much attention if you really liked him you'd be like give me all the attention literally what? literally you would not think twice about it that's a very good point yeah so sorry that was just like that was good and it's not you like whoever I can't remember her name who called in like thank you for calling in because this is not just you. I get these DMS all the time. This reflects so many women because they want a nice Catholic man. Yeah, but that's they not do. do it, but you need a nice Catholic hottie with a body man. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. No, you need, it's not even just nice. You need a very, like you need a man that's that's for you. And like yeah. this man is for yeah. someone else. So let him go and to be and find that woman that's for him. Yeah. Yeah. So unless this would really suck if you guys like got engaged last week and now you're hearing this, but (laughs) listen, you can break off engagements. You can't break off a wedding or a marriage. That's that's true. Sorry. No, that was good. That was good. And I mean, that's the most relatable conversation or like advice line topic we could have ever Uh had because the amount of times I experienced that myself in college when going on dates with people or in my friend groups and currently in my like girlfriends who are still trying to find someone to marry and whatnot. This is the most relatable thing. After you've gone on a few dates, if it's not a heck yes, it's a no. 
And mm-hmm. reading this book, Essentialism, that's like the whole mindset, even with work and like taking different jobs and different like parties you get invited to or different hangouts. If it's not a heck yes, it's a no. Yep. So moving on. Um, <laughs> Next. <laughs> Sorry, that was like super, super. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. Hey, Megan and Cece. My name is Anna. I'm from Michigan. I'm calling to ask for advice about a situation I'm in. I have two friends that are both in relationships. They're both Catholic, as am I, and we're all juniors in college, just for some context. But my two friends have both been spending the night with their boyfriends. One of them I know has had sex. I'm not sure about the other. I have been with my boyfriend for two years, and we have never spent the night together, nor do we plan to until we get married. I just am stuck because I don't know if I should say something to my friends since they're both Catholic and I thought we all had the same morals, but it just is a dangerous game to play to give that much of yourself to someone you're only dating. I don't know if it's my job as your friend to say anything or to just let it be, but this situation also has been a hard mental game for me because it has me thinking if my friends and other people don't see the value in waiting until marriage, why am I even doing it? Like, Why am I setting up these boundaries that I'm sure both of you, Megan and Cece, understand can be hard to follow sometimes, especially when you know you're going to marry this person. But why am I following these boundaries if no one around me is following them or even sees the value in them? So, yeah, any advice would be appreciated. I love your podcast, and I hope you both have a great week. Thanks. Oh, okay. So I've got a couple thoughts on this because this is a recent conversation I've had to have with some really close friends of mine um, and a conversation I had to have throughout college too. But the first one would be that, why are you following this boundary when your friends aren't? Like, what's the point if there's no value in it? And the thing I instantly thought of was the verse where it's like, the world's not going to understand you and you're not going to understand the world and all of that. So if you're, if you're following just what everyone else here in the world is doing, because there's obviously no value in holding out, right? According to the world, then you're going to miss out on something that is otherworldly, which is what you're waiting for. And that's and why, the, why did yeah. the apostles follow Jesus when no one else was right? Like, because they knew what truth was. Right. Right. Very good point. Um, the second thing is what do you do? Do you even have, like, is it your place? Yes. It is. I know it sucks to hear that because you kind of just want the um, the burden and responsibility of it just placed elsewhere and not on you because it is a hard conversation to have. It's not a fun one. No one likes to be called out. No one likes to be told what they're doing isn't okay, isn't acceptable, or that their close friend doesn't support it. Um, but you're called to be a saint first and you're called to lead your friends to God first. And so I was talking to a priest about this because I was just in this situation and he was like, it is your responsibility as their friend and their sister in Christ to call them higher, to call mm-hmm. them out in a charitable way. You have to keep charity in it because sometimes I can just come off with also no fluff um, and no charity, <laughs> just truth. And so you have to do it charitably. You have to approach it, um, it from the state of like, I care about your soul. Um, I care about our, your salvation and I want to call you to sainthood with me. And this is going against that in so many ways. And at the very least, 
this was hard for me to hear from our priest, but he said, you have to at least ask them or encourage them to not receive communion. If this is the decisions that they're making, that is fine. But they, unless they're cohabitating as brother and sister, which it doesn't sound like they are, <laughs> brother and sister don't sleep together. That's you, okay. Megan. We I'm don't just all saying. live in Alabama. <laughs> That's cousins. Um, <laughs> he said, then you have to ask that they're not receiving communion because they're living in a state of mortal sin. They are choosing to do something that God has said you should not do very clearly while very clearly while simultaneously going up there and accepting him into your body as fully present in the Eucharist. And that was hard because I was like, you want me to just drop an atomic bomb on my friendship and tell them that they can't receive the Eucharist because they're sleeping with their significant other. And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay and I'll be honest with you I haven't talked to that friend since that conversation it has been a couple months now Mm -hmm. um but it needs to be said if you don't say it no one else is going to say it and you're going to get to if you die tomorrow which god I hope you don't but if you were to die tomorrow god's going to ask you why I never said anything that's something that you are responsible for that is on you to mention to them and you will be held accountable for it if you do not Mm -hmm. so Um, that was so good, Megan, because yeah, I I wanted to include that one because most women have been in this, like a lot of women have been in this conversation, in this situation and most haven't sought like spiritual advice on it. Mm. Um, so loved that Megan. Um, also like, I totally get the feeling of like wishing you didn't know, right. There's so many things I wish I didn't know, you know, so many things I wish I didn't know about certain friends that, you know, have been in that situation. So many things I wish I didn't know about the faith because it would have made my life so much easier if I didn't know the truth. But at the end of the day, I'm so glad I do because like, it just brings you closer to God. And, um, also like you can pray that they look back and thank you. Mm-hmm. Like you can actually pray gratitude ahead of time. Like, thank you, Jesus for like, even before you talk to them, just like, thank you, Jesus for letting them receive um, receive this message. Well, like, thank you, Jesus, for letting my words glorify you and your truth. Like, thank you. Like always just thank him in advance. Um, because it's like weird, but I don't know, like the certain theology of it, but like in, in prayer, there's like no time. There's no time. He's outside of time. Yeah. Yeah. So you can almost pray ahead of time. Um, and then also like another way you could be like, to start the conversation, like, Hey, I'm going to confession. You want to come with, Mm. I'll be like, why not? Yeah. You don't don't think you need it. it Well, I was going to say, go ahead. It it could open it up. Um, and Jesus can do more than you can do. If you Mm -hmm. can bring them in front of the blessed sacrament, or you can bring them to confession, he can do way more than your words can do. True. Very true. Cause I was going to say, I think a lot of people convince themselves that it'll come off as I'm better than if they say something, because that's people get on the defense instantly. Um, when they're called out on something, unless they're truly striving for sainthood with you and they understand where you're coming from as a friend, um, they get on the defense. And so we convince ourselves that, well, we won't say anything cause I don't want to come off as I'm better than, because I mean, I have my own struggles and issues. So who am I to tell them? And it's that confession starter is a really good 
kind of segue into that because it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to be in that line too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be confessing my own issues. And you can relate. Like, obviously you mm-hmm. have a boyfriend be like, I know it's freaking hard and it yeah. sucks, but I know it's right. going to be worth it. Right. And right. yeah, I think it's a really good question. And I know I've been in the situation, you've been in the situation. Mm. Yeah. And it might come to a point where like, they know where you stand. I've had friends I've talked to and they don't change and they know where I stand and Mm -hmm. they know I can't support it. And like, you go on about your life, you Mm -hmm. know, and like, there's no hard feelings or anything. And you continue being friends. And every time they talk about, I'm just like, Hey, just like, Nope, don't mention it. Like, we don't need to have that part of our conversation. I know you might feel like you can't be open about certain things, but like, you know where I stand on it. So you already know my reaction. Right. Right. Um, the other thing I will say, it's always stuck with me and it stuck with me throughout high school and college in regards to why we save sex for marriage. Emily Wilson made a video about it. It's kind of what like took off her ministry, but Emily Wilson wrote or did a YouTube video on saving sex for marriage. So if you just look up saving sex for marriage, Emily Wilson, I'm sure you'll find it. I don't remember verbatim what she said, but I remember it sticking with me about the value of saving it for marriage. So maybe that'll help yeah. too. I liked that one too. I remember watching that yeah. because I remember I was the only person I knew that was like Doing saving that. sex. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, someone asked, I know this is like a common one. Like my boyfriend's not Catholic. I'm Catholic. Mm-hmm. He's Christian. He has like a lot of the same truths and like, he has like to see like a lot of Catholic values, but I don't know how to like introduce him to the faith because he, I don't think he realizes there's so much more. Cause we have like the sacraments and everything. And like, there's certain things where we'll be like reading the Bible. He's like, Oh, I don't have that one in my Bible. And it's like, you know, there's certain things like yeah. that. Like what is that introductory conversation? And we're asking me, cause I have the convert husband. Right? Yes, you do. <laughs> Dang it. I decided okay. I wasn't dating non-Catholics four years Good ago. Good for you. Good for you. I also decided that that I'm an Avery. Um, so the, I think the first thing to do, and she may have already, you may have already said this, Avery brought me in an omelet as Cece was going through that. So I got a little <laughs> sidetracked. Um, but the first thing to do would be to tell him straight up. Like, I want you to know that I my, my goal and my hope is to marry a Catholic. And at the very end of the day, my obligation is to raise Catholic kids and yours will have to be that same obligation. If we get married, regardless of whether or not you're Catholic, like the Catholic church makes them say that and commit that in your marriage, regardless of of God, in front of God, (laughs) um, whether or not they're Catholic. So make it very clear to him from the very beginning, how important and big of a deal this is to you. Um, because I don't think that same thing applies in any other Christian denomination to that extent and that level. Secondly, um, I would just encourage him to come with you to mass and to, I never, I would go with Avery to non-denominational things if, and only if it, it never trumped making it to mass. Um, and so mass was like the non-negotiable we were, I was always going to go there. Um, he, whether or not he came with me was his decision, but it showed me how serious he was about learning and how serious he was about taking my faith seriously. Mm -hmm. So if he doesn't make that step, then I would start to consider whether or not you should still be dating this guy. (laughs) 
Um, cause I've dated two guys, both non-Catholics. The first one came whenever he felt like it. The second one came every single time and is now Catholic and raising Catholic kids with me. Um, I also would have a lot of those conversations about Mary confession, um, the sacraments. And this is going to challenge your faith. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is an opportunity that God has placed in your lap to learn more about him and his church. When I said yes to dating Avery, I knew it was going to be like one of two things. We were either going to get married and he was somehow either going to become Catholic or it wasn't going to matter because there's those off chance couples where it didn't matter if he was Catholic or not, but you still are both really solid Christians. Or I was going to learn a crap ton about my Catholic faith and we were going to break up, but I'd be so much of a better woman for having known and dated Avery. And I would hope he was the same, obviously for having dated me, but it made me dig deep and figure out why I believe what I believe, which is never a bad thing. And then also encouraged him to figure out why he's always believed what he's believed, whether it's about the Catholic church, whether it's about his own Christian faith. Um, and when he was able, when we were both able to look at why we believe what we believe, then we were able to have that conversation and he was able to be receptive to hold on. Wait, when he said, this is my body, take and eat it. He like really meant it. And like, if I actually really believe that, then the Eucharist is the only place that that exists. And if the Eucharist is the only place that that exists, then the Catholic church is my home, regardless of how I feel about Mary confession, whatever, because I can't go anywhere else for that truth of the Eucharist. And then that opened up the door for all the other conversations, but it does, he has to be open and receptive to digging deep himself. And your intention should not be to convert him. Your intention is for him to learn more about God Mm -hmm. through these conversations. And what I will say is like, that's a really common thing, Megan. Like I know Patrick, he in, in college was dating someone for a few years and they would go he would go to our non-denominational church and then he would go to mass yep. and they would both go to each other's. And that was the deal. And it went on for maybe like a year longer than a year. I'm not sure, but that's like a really common, um, just a common thing people, people do. And so maybe he does go to a church. Maybe he doesn't. Well then if he doesn't, he should just be going to your church. <laughs> right. 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 And I, yeah. the whole thing I always had in the back of my head too, was he needs to convert on his own, like you said, because otherwise it won't mean a thing in marriage if he's converted because of me. And I also had family members who had married people who converted because of them who are now in nasty divorces. And I did not want that to happen. Mm -hmm. Two, I also kept in the back of my mind that whoever I marry is not a decision I'm making just for myself. It's the decision I'm making for our kids, the father they will have, the father that will raise them, the father that will lead them or not lead them to God the uncle that my kids or my siblings kids will have, Mm -hmm. um, the person I'm bringing into our family, how it will disrupt any of that and our goal to get to heaven and help each other get to heaven. So it's a big decision and it's not one that should be taken lightly or with like, well, it doesn't really matter because it does. So I don't know. Lots of prayer too. Like, Like we said in the last one, God can do a lot more than we can. Um, so praying for an openness for his heart and an openness to truth, sit in adoration with him. Mm-hmm. I think the adoration big, changed Avery's life. Yeah. The biggest thing someone that's not Catholic can do is sit in front of the blessed sacrament, even if they have no idea what it is. Yeah. My good friend, Mary Catherine, who is on this and business partner, um, 
she, she there's like a monastery or something and she's known as like the woman who's brought so many people in holding a coffee because like you know like people That's don't the get it they're, go. yeah they're always holding like a starbucks or something and she's like i don't care you just need to sit in front of the blessed sacrament like you don't yeah. understand it but you need to sit here because god will help you understand it and it will change your life yeah so yep. um he'll do more we have, than we could ever yeah. do we have a friend nick you know nick yeah he it, Austin took him to adoration once and like a couple minutes in, Nick was like, can I kneel? And Austin was like, sure. Nick, I'm mixing up all the names. Nick is Avery's best friend, not raised super religious or anything, but is around all of us all the time. Loves Cece, loves that she doesn't have any fluff. Um, and, and just, he also being, loves that. I love tequila, which is an issue. That is an issue. He feeds <laughs> into that one. Um, <laughs> but he had never been to adoration, had no clue what he was doing there, what was going on. Didn't know it was acceptable or not, but felt like it was the right thing to do and was to kneel. Mm-hmm. And like, how many times has he gone in his life kneeling? Not, not a lot, not often. Right. Um, and so, yeah, God, God moves more than we ever could. Yeah. How much time do you have left? Cause I have a few more that I'd love to. I got like 10 minutes. Cool. All right. Yeah. We're going to keep going. Okay. So this one, I have no idea what I would do. I would, I don't know what I would do. I don't know, Megan, where this is, this will be interesting. Oh no. Hi, Megan and Cece. So kind of a heck no, but also like, do I, I need some advice if I do anything. Um, so my, we, my fiance and I got engaged in August, our wedding's in July. Well, his cousin, who's about the same age, proposed to his girlfriend beginning of December, and they were planning a fall wedding. Like, no big deal. Okay, happy for him, whatever. But his cousin called us the other day and was like, oh yeah, we are probably moving our wedding date to June, which happens to be three weeks before ours. Mind you, I've been planning since August. Um, so I don't know how, I mean, I guess that's not for sure set in stone yet, but it sounds like they're really going with the three week before our wedding date. Um, and part of me is kind of wants to be petty and kind of, I'm kind of mad about it, like really used to our engagement thunder now, our wedding thunder, but like, I'm happy for them. They're getting married, whatever. But do I say anything? Because they're messing up our wedding plans or like not wedding plans, but you know, plans leading up to the event and bachelorette parties all that stuff, showers, like that's what we were planning it for, May and June. So I don't know if I say anything. Um, yeah, just weigh in. I want to know your thoughts. All right. Thank you. Bye. Mm, yeah. Do they live in the same place? Did she mention that or not? She didn't mention. So my only, okay. So pretty much her cousin's getting married in June and their wedding is in July. They right. got engaged first and initially they, their cousin was going to plan the wedding in October or something. Mm-hmm. And now they moved it way up. And I would like, the things I want to know is like, did the cousin pick a venue yet? Like, is that date solid? Um, and it seems like that's, it's your fiance's boy cousin. Is that what it is? I don't I'm know. Sure. I, I like, don't cousins. have cousins. So to me, it wouldn't really matter, but to you, I told, I get it because it's like, oh, most of your family is not going to want to come out for your wedding because they were all together three weeks earlier for the cousins. Right. Which is why I asked if they were in the same location or not. Cause if like everybody's in Ohio, it's like not a big deal. Right. But if they're not, then, I mean, yeah, I'd be butthurt. 
I'd be better if you did that. You know what I mean? Like you're not even my cousin and I'd still be like, come on, man. (laughs) Either way, you're going to have resentment because obviously it's bothering you. So either way, there needs to be a conversation so that you don't have resentment and aren't ticked off the whole time at their wedding. Right. So either way, there needs to be a conversation, but I think you like honesty is always best. Just be like, Hey, like ours is in July. It's like three weeks before ours. Is that really the only time you guys could find? Like, right. We already had a ton of stuff planned for our family. And, um, I just kind of wanted to talk it out and for you to hear my thoughts and just like, you know, obviously you're the bride, but like, I'm also a bride and I just want you to hear where I'm coming from just so that I don't hold it all in. You could always just blame it or not even blame it. Just be truthful. Like, I don't want to hold any like resentment against you. I just want to have an open conversation, but if it's your fiance's boy cousin, I would just have your fiance talk to him and be like, bro, what are you doing? Like guy to guy, you know? Yeah. And, and the, answer of like oh well my wife's doing it or my fiance is just doing it so like I don't know that's not a good enough answer and that's when you guys all get on a call together so Mm -hmm. or go grab lunch together Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't need to be like a cat fight thing but I understand why you're upset because I think I I would be upset too I'd be like really yeah you've been planning it for a while and that's a big deal right so like my brother got married in October Mm -hmm. and I always wanted a fall wedding but I was like I'm not going to do a fall wedding. Like that's his time. That's his moment, right. you know, like yeah. I at least need to wait two months. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I did so. a new year's Eve one was even more on brand, I think, but yeah, it was, it was <laughs> everything works out better than you ever expected. So I get, I get it. Like your, your anxiousness about their decision is valid. Yes. Agreed. Very valid. Um, another one, a girl called in and she, she's a senior in high school. And she was like, so like we, I think she said she was part of the three girls that called in about knowing when my wedding was, Oh my gosh. you remember that? Yes. She was like, and so once we started photos coming out photos on like, I think she said like maybe Mary's Instagram story, there was a guy in the background and she's like screenshotted it. She's like, that's crazy. I literally, I know this guy. It is her English teacher at school. John, John, one of Patrick's, the one that was singing all the Irish tunes and like, oh my God, like a professional wedding guest, John. Yeah. He was one of the groomsmen, one of Patrick's best friends. He is her high school English teacher. What are the odds? Michigan. (laughs) What? That's wild. And she was like, it's so funny because like, what are the odds? He's like best friends with Mr. Stash. Right. <laughs> like imagine being in high Small school and being like, my English teacher was at their <laughs> wedding. I'd be kind of hurt. I'd be like, I feel like I know them and support them and love them. We're like, I want to go to the wedding. Why I feel like I would feel wedding. betrayed. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny and it's funny she called in because John had told Patrick like a few weeks ago like it's so funny these girls at my school listen to you know Cecilia's <laughs> podcast and they know me and like, that's so wild yeah yeah it was so great John is awesome he's like the person that I feel like kickstarted Patrick's reading habit the most mm. so thank you John Mr. Shout Donovan out to John featured Mr. Donovan <laughs> he's the best he's seriously the best um 
Okay. There could have been one. Oh, someone called in. She's, it was really cute. She was like, so for the March for life, we didn't go out to DC, but we do something at our campus and we live in an area where it's super cold and we wear sandals and walk around in sandals. She's like, so it's the morning of like when we would do the March for life at our, our college or something. I'm totally butchering this, but she was like, pretty much we like offer up the coldness for the babies that have died. And it's like a thing that they're starting to do at her campus is like not wearing like actual shoes. She's like, so it's one degree and I'm about to walk to class in sandals. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's kind of cool though. It's so cool. I mean, I, I don't know if I would do it, but it's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to think I would do it. Uh huh. I'd like to think I would do it. Um, one other one real fast. Cause I mm-hmm. told her I would do it. So she DM me this girl and she was like, I really need to some advice. And this is a common one I've actually been getting recently. And Megan and I know we've talked about this before, just with other okay. people and different people calling it. Um, I really need some advice on how to approach a conversation with my boyfriend about how he dresses. I really like to dress up Ooh. and my family always thinks it's better to be overdressed than underdressed. My boyfriend lives on a farm and always wears thongs and denim shorts to mask. And at first I was like, how do you know he's wearing thongs? I literally, TC <laughs> sent me a screenshot of this and I was like, why does he wear a thong anywhere? Why does he wear a thong in the first place? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I think she means flip flops. <laughs> yes. It caught me off guard, but I was like, okay. I was so thrown off. The whole vibe of this man that I was creating in my head was really contorted at first. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I don't know if my family would like that either. (laughs) Anyways, he's wearing flip-flops and denim shorts to mass. My family made a comment on it and he really didn't understand what the big deal was. He is really a good, he's really a catch and a devout Catholic. So I don't want to end things because of this, but I really don't know how to approach this. Any advice would be appreciated. Mm, Cece, fire away, personal stylist friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) So... Patrick and I might do an IGTV about this because I get asked this actually so much, Yep. but at the end of the day, um, you want to be attracted to your husband and you also, or what am I trying to say? You want to be attractive and attracted. So like he should want to be attractive to you and you should want to be attracted to him. So attractive and attractive. Correct. So with that, I totally understand the family thing because like, you know, that is their first impression on him. Right. And a constant impression. And like, they don't know him, like they know you, but if he's showing up looking like a slob, even to the Holy sacrifice of mass, like that's an issue. It's an issue, no matter what, no matter where you live, it's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even just your family. Like that's just, res- right. that's just respect for the, the mass. Um, I don't think anyone should be wearing flip-flops and denim shorts to mass ever. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Agreed. Even men and women. I just, Avery and I have said the same thing and Avery was a non-denominational Christian guys when that would have been the normal thing to wear. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a big issue and I don't think you blame it on your family. I would just Mm-mm. say like, Hey, I, I, like, I just think that we should have more dignity for the Eucharist and the Holy sacrifice. And like, right. part of that is like, we kneel right. To show, right. To show, you know, reverence. our reverence. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Show reverence. 
how we dress matters too. Like if mm-hmm. how we kneel matters and what leg to kneel on matters, how we dress matters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I think it's an issue. And I have a lot of, I know a lot of women that this happens to. And also I think sometimes the men just, they, they don't know what to wear. Like, yeah. honestly, I think it's the yeah. cluelessness and no one ever taught them, showed them. It doesn't come naturally. Right. And so sometimes it does take a woman to help them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but so- I, I don't want, I don't want it to ever come off. Cause I don't think this is like a, like a rule breaker or a, what do you call it? A deal breaker. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think you guys have to end your relationship by any means, but you also have to be careful that it doesn't come off as, well, I need you to change because I don't like how you are now because people will say things like, oh, well, God loves me. So why does it matter what I wear to church? And it's the thing of like, okay, so my husband loves me. So I'm just going to look like a slob every day when he comes home from work. No, because he loves me because I love him. I want him to be attracted to me all the more. And I want to present myself to him beautifully and with dignity all the more because of that love we have for each other. That's where it should go. Not just you get out of things because, well, they love you. So it doesn't really matter. That's when it gets lazy. And that's like sloth. That's a sin. (laughs) And he should want you to be attracted to him. Yeah. I don't know if it's a turnoff for you. You didn't really go into that, but he should want you to want to show him off in a way that's like, you're going out to dinner. You want him to look nice. You want to look like a couple, right? You don't want to be dressed up. If if you're feeling like you have to underdress to be with him, that's an issue. I've dated men like that. And my father pointed out to me, he's like, I feel like you have to, you're underdressing to fit what he's wearing. Mm -hmm. And that's not okay because you're not being who you are. Yeah. It's true. Well, and the thing too, that, uh, Cece and I were talking about when she sent me the screenshot initially of the message and like, we need to talk about this in the podcast. The thing Avery and I keep going back to is we're, especially when we're married, we are one in the same. So how I act, dress, speak, talk, whatever is a reflection on him as my spouse. And when we go out in public, that's a reflection on each other. So him caring less about what he looks like and whatnot is a reflection on me and me wearing sweats and Uggs and a messy bun every day is a reflection on him and our marriage and the family we're building together. Mm -hmm. And first impressions matter. You shared something on your story and I reshared it on my story from Evie magazine. Do you Mm -hmm. remember what it said? Mm, Let me look it up. It was so good. Evie's so good. Evie, Evie, I can never. Yeah, I don't know. We need to get them as a sponsor. Don't underestimate the power of fashion and dressing well. Don't like fashion? That's fine. Do you like confidence? Do you like success? Do you like making good impressions? Then dress like it. Good fashion affects you psychologically. And it does. It does. It does. It totally if does. If I'm wearing heels to an interview, I'm going to feel more confident than if I'm scooting around in Uggs. Yep. You know what Avery said too? I read that out loud to him and he said, Cece is the first person in my life that I've met that can prove like impressions matter. And he was like, and my first impression of her was that, and this is an impression everyone has of you that doesn't know you, is that you got your life together. You're older than you are. You, all these things, these confidence, successful things because of the way you hold yourself in fashion. Literally. And it's just, that's and, it. and you that's know, it at alone. the end of the day, like those aren't the things that matter most, but those are the things that get you in to the job that get right. you in the door of that business that right. get you that conversation that right. get you that approachableness where someone feels like they can come up and talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, that and respect you. It's not a vain thing either. It's a, it's a, like an understanding that we are one created in the image and likeness of God and two temples of the Holy, like our Holy spirit. Like that's 
if that's not enough for you to motivate yourself to maybe up level how you present yourself to the world every time you go outside, then I can't help you. Nicole, <laughs> Nicole Caruso, her book worthy of wearing. Mm. It's good. It's so good. And I bet it will have a lot in there, not specifically for like a man, but mm-hmm. it has like a lot of theology and like saint quotes and everything mm-hmm. really about this. And I think it'd be, I think it'd be really great. Even if he sees you reading it, it might give him a hint, but True. I truly think that, especially if he grew, grew up on a farm and he lives on a farm, he hasn't mm-hmm. needed like, because that's, it's not like he goes to work at a tie a suit and tie. Right. 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 So he, he actually might not own clothes that like, right. Like right. that's probably a legitimate reason is he hasn't ever had to, and he just doesn't know. And he hasn't mm-hmm. been exposed to something else. A lot right. of people that never leave their hometown, I'm not saying he hasn't, but they haven't been exposed to what the rest of the world sees right. as what looks sloppy and what does it. So he hasn't right. had maybe a comparison of like, what is deemed appropriate. He might have gone to the same church his entire life. He might just not know. Um, and I think if you do tie it back to just like our Lord and the sacrifice of the mass deserves more reverence from us specifically in our appearance, that conversation will open up the door for his dress in other ways too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to start with his clothes at mass Yeah, because that I think would resonate more than being like, I want you to dress up for a date, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cause then it's like, well, why does, why does it matter what I wear to a date? Like, do you want to date me for me? Or are you dating me for what I look like when I come on this date? Which is such a freaking annoying. Like, I know, so but I'm annoying. being honest. That's what it'll I know. Be. No, I've literally <laughs> dated men that like, that is like, I'm just like that. Like, can I, you know, we'd get ready. And yeah. Like, um, can I iron that shirt? And he's like, why do you care? I'm like, cause it looks like it was watered up in a corner. Cause it probably was. <laughs> I will say it gets a lot easier to have that conversation when you're married, because he will tell me like, Hey, I like your hair like that. And then I'm like, Frick, yeah, I'm keeping that one for later. I'm going to wear my hair <laughs> like that more often. And then I can then tell him, I really like when you wear that shirt, that's a huge turn on for me. And he's like, Heck yeah. Okay. And he wears that shirt more often, but when you're dating, this is what it sounds like so often, especially if you're maybe dating the wrong guy, which we've done, but uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. or yeah. you can just tell him like, I would really love if you were to dress up for mass. Like yeah. I would really love to see you dressed up. Like yeah. I would really Dapper. love to go on a date and a fancy one. Mm-hmm. I just tell him, I would really love that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you're telling him to, it's just telling you what, telling him what you like. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> maybe let he'll get do the something with it. <laughs> or you can go like, if you're ever shopping together, whatever at TJ Maxx, like, I think this would look really good on you. You should try it on. Do you want to try it on? I want to see what you look and just be really, I want to see what you look like in it. Oh my gosh. It's going to look so good on you. And like men breed off excitement. Yeah, and so they're not going to like do anything with being naggy. Like they will not yes. budge if you're naggy, but they will budge it out of compliment. Yeah. So true. There's a lot here, folks. Yeah. You need to do an Instagram TV with Patrick. I know. I think I'm going to, cause he's super passionate about it. Um, oh, I love that. I love it. Which is, I mean, we're matchmade. You guys were you made for each other. <laughs> Literally made for each other. <laughs> this is good. This was fun. So next fun. week, call in with all your questions about like business, entrepreneurship, right. passive income, things like that. Um, and they could be like, I think a lot of people are intimidated by the business world and they feel stupid asking questions. And I just want to encourage you like no question stupid because Megan and I yep. both had it at some point. Yep. Yep. And had to go to someone for it. Uh, we are taking a break next week though. 
So there will oh. be no podcast release on the seventh. Okay. Yes. I forgot It'll about be that. Valentine's day when we yes. talk about businesses, which is hilarious. Cause that was like our first love before our husband. So <laughs> True. <laughs> so yeah, call in, it will be two weeks, two weeks since we talked to you, but it's going to be good. We love you guys. We're so Can't appreciative wait. for everyone calling in. Hopefully you still yeah. love us after me being no harsh. fluff. And <laughs> See you guys. We just want the best for you. We do. We love you guys. So we'll see you Valentine's Day. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.